I'm Aeson, and this is the title race running on the 93-20 player. Manchester City play West Ham United tonight. And joining me to wonder how big or little a game it is, I've got the big boys, Mr. Howard Hocking, Mr. Lloyd Scrag. Morning, Lloyd. Morning. How you feeling? You know what? I'm actually quite nervous about tonight. Okay. Hold that thought. Morning, Howard. Morning. How are you feeling? I'm okay. Nervous? Not the moment, no. Interesting. Okay. Lloyd, coming straight back to you now, mate. It's unusual for me. I'm not normally nervous, so... Hit me with the nerves. Why are you nervous? I don't know. I just think... I I watched their game last night, and I'm not really sure why I expect anything, because... Well, I didn't really. I thought Arsenal would win quite comfortably, and they did. Should have won much more comfortably. But I just looked at the table, and I looked at our fixtures, and I was just like, oh, this is one of the games in London. And I went to Fulham, and I listened to your review, and I agreed with a lot of it, but I, I think there was also quite a strong impression in the ground that I think we looked really tired. I think there were five or six performances from players where they really looked half a yard short. You know, I think that was. I think Grealish looked tired. I think Rodri definitely looked tired. I think Akanji looked a bit fatigued. I thought Walker just had a poor game. Um, don't think Mares played that well either. Um, well, Walker and Mares can't be tired. No, well that's why I, that's why I excluded them. Um, and I thought. Uh, what's his face I thought Diaz looked a little bit fatigued as well particularly second half I thought he was backing off and um, trying to give the ball a bit too quickly to Edison but anyway I thought I just thought we looked a bit tired on on, um, on the weekend and thus this game's come around quite quickly it's one of the games in hand and I was just a bit like oh we really do need to win this um, we can't drop points so that's why I'm a bit nervous Howard, has Lloyd made you nervous? <laughs> Doesn't take much, does it? No. <laughs> uh, I think what's keeping me calm at the moment and uh, is the fact they're in exactly the same boat, apart from being much worse. <laughs> uh, I watched them against Crystal Palace and Suchek was a right menace at set pieces, but apart from that, they were shocking, appalling. If we even... If they put that performance in, you know, if they're set up that way and we play 90% of our normal system, we create chance after chance after chance. They've got the schedule as well. They've got fatigue, apparently, according to some of their fans. So we're kind of in the same boat, whereas we've got the options and we'll get to possible teams, you know, that we can actually bring a few players in if fatigue is the issue. Fatigue does worry me. I mentioned it briefly in the review. Mm. It did feel slightly leggy against Fulham, but they won. And that was, for me, the hardest one of the three games this week. You know, and I guess what lessens the nerves is we're at home. So, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I expect a performance when we play at home every single time. Whereas an away tie at Fulham is actually very tricky indeed. So I can understand some of the issues you had in that game because they were a good side. So, yeah, we obviously, 
we really need to push on now and get two wins from West Ham and Leeds. But, and I'm sure we'll talk about the opposition team as well, as it stands, this just, it feels like on the surface, a game we'd win very comfortably. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested in Lloyd's take on Fulham. Um, I, I would probably go along with the idea that Rodri and Grealish have got a ridiculous amount of minutes in their legs. But I do wonder, and it's a question for for both of you, but Lloyd, you go first. How much of the fatigue is in the legs and how much is in the head? And how much of it is down to the fact that it was an away game after such an intense game the the previous midweek, if that makes sense? That, that, That... that rather than there being like a kind of accumulative fatigue that's just built up from the volume of games that we've had, is it just about the intensity of the last couple of weeks and the fact that then you go go to London, go to an away game, there is a little bit of pressure. You create a lot, but you don't score from the chances that you create, and the game feels a lot tighter. Do you think mm. you see what I'm driving at? Yeah, yeah. Like a kind of, it's almost like a mental nerves thing, rather than, oh no, their legs are going. Yeah, I think there's definitely there's definitely something in that. And so again, being in the ground, they put up a much stronger fight and played it a lot better, particularly in midfield, than I expected. Mm. And I imagine probably than City expected as well. You know, that game stank of them being on the beach. No Mitrovic, no Willian. I mean, we were discussing it for the preview. Um, you just you just kind of got the impression that Fulham would roll over, but they really didn't, actually. They were a little toothless up front, but I think in midfield they caused us some problems. And I think and I think, you know, even even at points up front, you know, Wilson's little run to lay it off, Vinicius's finish, both those were top top quality moments to be fair to them. Um, and it uh, the reason it was a little weird leaving the ground was you looked at the board and they they only had one shot on target, yeah, five shots in the game, so they didn't really threaten. But I think in the second half the game just got quite leggy. City gave the ball away quite a lot. I think we retreated a lot more than we have in other games. But I do think some of that is down to what you said, Asan, which is you know they played really well. The crowd got up for it. They were at home. But what I would say is to kind of give the other side and reference the first part of the question, I do think Rodri looked fatigued in the legs. And I think that's understandable. If you look at his minutes, the guy's played way too many minutes. He's now on to 93% of City's total Premier League minutes, which is just too much. Um, I think Grealish, since the World Cup, has played almost you know every game. And to me, Diaz looked a bit tired as well. And again, if you look at how much he's played, he's played pretty much every game um, with a couple of rests here and there since the World Cup, since he came back in. So I was just a bit concerned on that side. But I think Diaz has, Diaz has, you know, not played a lot of football this season, if that makes sense. He's played a lot recently in the last couple of months, but over the course of the, the, the season in its entirety, I don't think he featured at all before the World Cup. Um, which tells its own story. I know that he, he, he had an injury in there as well. I just think, you know, 
there's there's an intro there's a conversation that I don't think people want to have right now. Um, so it, it, I didn't really raise it in the Fulham review, but you've just said something which I, I think kind of leads into it quite easily, and that is that. Look, I really like four four two with Haaland and Alvarez. I can completely see why um, it, it it is an option that Pep likes in certain situations and why it works but the amount of control that we give up swapping KDB for Alvarez is far more pronounced than people want to accept right now and I think it is to do with the fact that everybody wants to see Alvarez do really well and the fact that obviously he scores the worldie at the weekend so you sort of go well fine we'll give up the control because he'll score world-class goals but fundamentally we played with really, we played without pauser, and we didn't really play. Even though we had more of the ball, we didn't really keep the ball and kill them by keeping the ball in the way that we would do. For Definitely me, not. If, Ke- if if Kev was in there, if Kev was in there, he'd just drop into midfield at two one, and we just keep the football, and it would just be a case of all right, we're just going to bore you to death, and you can't do that with Alvarez on the pitch. He, Alvarez being on the pitch does make lend itself for City to play more in transitions and for it to be more of a basketball game, which is fine in moments, but it absolutely, for me right now, is it shouldn't be something... I would never want to go into anything approaching a big game with 4-4-2 with Haaland and Alvarez up front and KDB not in the team. And actually, seeing Pep's comment about, oh, I've got to find a way to put KDB, Alvarez and Haaland in the same team. No, you don't. You really don't. That's... That's not an issue. I think I, I know I know exactly what you mean there, but again, there was a sense in the ground around sixty minutes that I think Pep could have changed it in the sense of he could have brought Bernardo on a lot earlier and I think he could have sacrificed one of the attacking players and kind of For gone sure. back gone back to more of a four three three. And you didn't uh, didn't have to be Alvarez that you take took off because no. he was probably the best player on the pitch and you know, I think in a game like that, when you're two one up, you could definitely move him out wide to keep if you want to keep him on. Um, but Pep didn't, and he obviously waited quite a long time to make the sub. Yeah, all I would say is, but you know, the positive side is they that second half was messy, but it wasn't our best performance. They didn't have a chance. No. So, you know, <laughs> the system is still working in a way in that. You've got West Ham at home, and Pep said the other day, I think, you know, well, he said it many times, hasn't it? My role is to tell them, the players, if you're tired, you're wrong. We're not going to lose because we are tired. You're not tired. <laughs> yeah, so, that. But he's you know, right. he keeps uh, drilling it into them. But he's right. I think I, I appreciate the, I appreciate the fact that certain players have got a lot of minutes in their legs, um, but there's City have got what with the Champions League eight games left. There's there's what. Five weeks of football left, if that. Four weeks of football left. I mean, this is the, the this is the this will be the the pinnacle of their careers and of their season. This is it now. This isn't the moment to be like, oh, my legs are heavy. This is the moment to be like, you know what? Three we tick three games off here and we've won the Premier League title. We tick two games off here and win the league final. It's it's uh, um, okay. Let's uh, let's look forward to tonight. Sorry, we took a massive detour there. Um, I think the big thing is KDB. Unexpected. My apologies. Yeah, no, that's all right. The big thing is KDB's got niggles. 
Um, I don't, I don't see a situation where he is anywhere near the team tonight. Would you both agree with me? Oh no, he's not playing tonight. No. Yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd be very surprised if he's if he starts. I imagine he's either left out or on the bench. Yeah, same. So, I guess we'll get to the nub of it immediately. Um, do we go Haaland Alvarez four four two again? Yeah. Uh, uh, there's two ways you could do it, and <laughs> probably yes, I would say. Yeah. The op- the the alternative is if you do want to arrest Rodri, then you know Calvin. I think we all agree Calvin Phillips doesn't step in. You drop Gundogan, perhaps Bernardo plays next to him, and then you're perhaps looking at a different setup. And then we'll talk about Phil Foden coming in and the options we've got. But you know, I'd I'd be fine with sticking with that. I think, yeah. Lloyd, I think it has to be the the four four two. I think Alvarez was the best player on the pitch at the weekend. I think if Kev doesn't play, I would put, I would play him again in that position. Um, and I think you move things around elsewhere because I think as we've as I've discussed, I think there are two players that probably shouldn't play um, tonight. Albeit, I think one of them definitely will because we've seen no evidence for his understudy to play. Hmm. Now, there's a lot of stories during the rounds that uh, West Ham are uh, planning on heavily rotating. Um, I, I read somewhere that some of their supporters have always have already written this game off as their game in hand because it's against City. Um, does anybody believe that'll happen? Yeah, well, it's not really a lot of stories, is it? It's one story. And the, the actual quote makes no sense in English. That there's, do you know what I mean when I, I say it? I actually read it and it, you know, it's obviously, uh, let me get it up, he's suggesting that West Ham are just, yeah, are going to put reserves out. Uh, they can't do that. Well, I don't, <laughs> well, I mean, no. I think there are only there's many, there's many levels of doing that, is there not? So that's the point in that. It made, there were sources within West Ham that think they should rest. It didn't make any sense, the thing, anyway. I, obviously, it's, it was clear what it was hinting, that Moyes is going to rest players. And there was one little thing he said in his press conference that makes me think it could be true, in that he said he's got a couple of players with niggles, or you know, and it sounded like he was making an excuse for changes he's going to make. Uh, now, Zuma's obviously out, uh, and he's a key, he's been a key player for them. I saw the Palace fans as he limped <laughs> off against and went, that's how your cat feels. Started chanting that at him. So uh, so we know he's out. But the way he said a couple of niggles makes me think he's going to rotate a couple of others. Mm. I think the obvious thing is, no, he's not just going to make eight changes and put a reserve side out. I really could not see that happening at all. Even though you know, I've clearly seen quite a few West Ham fans want them to do it because of their schedule. They've got a semi-final coming up, and I think that home team United might be a better way of getting points, and their latter games as well with Leeds on the horizon. But what I think is more likely is perhaps a couple of key players are taken out. So maybe he might rest Rice, which would be huge for us if he did, 
or Antonio. You know, just like those two or something is something I could envisage him doing. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.